Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chief. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Hi, everybody. Uh, This is Marcy Ann, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in, uh, those who might be listening live right now, and all of those of you who are going to be listening in the archives. And today I'm going to share two dreams that I had this last week. Now, in the first dream, I was in a place where there is where there was absolutely nothing that I could do to get out. There there was no door, no window, no passageway of any kind, no way to communicate with anyone. I did have my cell phone with me, but I couldn't make it work. No matter what I tried, nothing worked. Nothing worked. And I just was totally helpless. Now, in the second dream, I was the observer. And what I observed was a mass of human beings, just all sizes, all shapes, all colors, all ages, all different, and and they were all muddled together in this big, ooey-gooey bog, you know, like a swamp, but it was really sticky stuff, and they were trying to free themselves from this ooey-gooey, sticky stuff that they were entangled in. They were just all mulling around, moving their arms and their legs, trying to get out of the mess. They were all together, but no one seemed to be touching another person. Like everybody seemed to have their own space that they were moving in. Each person seemed to be just intent on their own thing, just getting out of the mess and getting free of the sticky stuff that they were stuck in. Okay, those are the two dreams. Now, currently, I am having a very special class at my home. It's an eight-week class to learn how to journal. And what I'm learning taking this class is that journaling is a powerful tool to open yourself up to all possibilities, I mean, all kinds of different ways to see things. And one of the powerful journaling techniques is to have a dialogue with someone, you know, someone you would like to say something to, but you're either afraid to say it or you're too shy to say it or you're too mad (laughs) to, to say it kindly or whatever the circumstance is, you know, maybe the person is dead or or the person you want to talk to won't talk to you. But in a journal dialogue, you conduct both sides of the conversation. You start out by writing out what you want to say to them, and then 
you write what the other person says back to you. Now, the answer back can be what you would like to have them say, or sometimes what you write for the other person is actually what they would say, you know, because sometimes you've heard them say it a thousand times. <laughs> or sometimes we be, we can tap into the great beyond where all of the thoughts of everything and everybody are recorded and available to say and to hear. And it is just amazing what can happen during this type of journaling technique. Now, another journaling technique is to write down our dreams. And then in class, if we choose to read the dream out loud to everybody, then the instructor takes us through each part of the dream. And we look at all of the symbols and we feel in our body where it affects us. And we can receive a revelation of what the dream is trying to tell us. Now, the instructor of my class is a Ph.D. clinical psychologist who taught this journaling class for years at the University of California in Los Angeles. And she also had a private practice for years in the Los Angeles area. So she is a skilled therapeutic counselor who gently and very kindly leads us through our experiences. So I wrote out my first dream, and I'm going to read it to you again. I'm in a place where there's absolutely nothing I can do to get out. There's no door, there's no window, there's no passageway of any kind, there's no way to communicate with anyone. I do have my cell phone with me, but I can't make it work no matter what I try Nothing works, and I just am totally helpless. Okay, now the dream session was our uh, next-to-last class in the eight-week session. So for six weeks, we've been hearing, you know, the journals from all of the different students in the class. And many of the personal dialogues were mothers talking to their adult children. And as I read my dream out loud to the class, I began to realize that I was a mother who had an adult child, and I was helpless to do anything for this adult child or to say anything to this adult child that would be helpful. I just felt utterly helpless. And as I read the dream out loud to the class, I felt the helplessness of all of the mothers in the class who had at one time or another watched their adult child make a decision that they felt was not in their highest and best good. Each of us have watched our children live their lives and make choices about things and people. And in a lot of cases, you know, daughters choosing men who were not worthy of them and mothers who had high hopes and big dreams for their children, and their children were living what looked like useless lives or lives that didn't measure up in their judgment or choosing places to live that were substandard in the judgment of the parent or working at jobs that were almost embarrassing for the parent or the mother that sees that her adult child is doing drugs or making other diet 
choices that are harmful. And as we all sat in that room together, mothers who only wanted the highest and best good for our children and only want our children to be happy. What we all began to realize is that our adult child has the right to live their life the way they want to. They have the right to make their own choices. They have the right to have the experiences that they are having, to learn what they're supposed to learn. And our instructor told us that we were the channel that allowed that soul to enter into this life. And we teach our children what we can according to the amount of intelligence or enlightenment that we have, according to what we believe or what was taught to us. And we do our best. And then we have to set them free to allow them to have their own life, whatever it is. One mother in the class was so grieved by what was happening to her 55-year-old son. He had been a successful CPA with a wife and children, and this bad woman, she called her, came into his life. And He had an affair with her, and his wife divorced him, and he fell into a depression, and he can't keep up with his business anymore, and now he's broke and sick and nearly on skid row. And this mother is heartbroken, and she just sobbed and sobbed as I read my dream. Yes, she said, I am helpless to help him. I am watching him die. But another mother tried to fight back as she listened to the dream. Her daughter was hooked up with a gold digger, she called him, going along for the ride because the parents were still forking out loads of money to help this adult child, now in her 30s, and she continues to seek her purpose, still going to school, thinking she wants to have a farm. When this mother first discussed this in the class, the instructor carefully took this woman through a series of questions to try to show her that she was enabling her daughter to continue to take this path of least resistance, and that the adult child was never going to grow up because she was still being treated like a dependent child, even at 33 years old, and she still was. She has never had to meet a deadline, so she attracts what she is, a gold digger. She's digging for gold in a field of poppies. But the mother of this adult child still argued to support her role as enabler. I just can't let her sink sink into her own delusions. I have to keep her focused and on the right track. So she, this mother still doesn't see herself as helpless. In my case, my daughter was the victim of a child molestation by a family member. And because this was 43 years ago, We didn't do anything about it in those days, but hide it under the rug. So I have always felt so helpless to be able to help my child get over it. But today, especially as the Academy Awards this year, you know, the movie Spotlight, which was about child molestation, was awarded Best Picture, 
and Madonna sang her impassioned song about what it feels like to be a victim of child molestation, and all the survivors sang the song with her, and during the class, week after week, I heard the students read their period logs, which revealed that they had been molested as a child, every woman in the class except for me and one other lady had been molested as a child. And I began to wonder if child molestation perhaps is the biggest problem we have in this country, and what in the world can we do about it? I mean, people suggest that if a man molests a child, he should be castrated. And yet our instructor says that even this doesn't stop it. The sex drive in the male is so strong that even a man who has been castrated will still molest a child. And as helpless as I felt at that time, and as helpless as I felt in the dream, I have carefully pondered this situation for years. And now, as my main project during this class, I have decided I would have not done anything any differently than what I did. I would not have him arrested. I would not tell all of the rest of the family about it. The ones that knew were the ones who were supposed to know. It was handled in a private way as best as something like this can be handled and my daughter now is not only a survivor she has become a triumphant woman who has established her sovereignty and she is in charge of her own life now she is successful and self-sufficient and independent and she's raised her two children to be extremely successful contributors to our societies. She was just telling me this week how her daughter filed her taxes <laughs> for 2015, and even though she's only 23 years old, she earned over $30,000 last year, and she paid $3,000 in taxes. So she is not one of the 51% of the disabled or the people who live off of welfare. She provided $3,000 in taxes to pay into the federal government's fund that provides this money the government has for public assistance to those people who don't work and just complain about everything. And she doesn't even have a college education. She's just very smart. And she's the manager of the service department for a Firestone Tire Store in the Midwest. And my daughter also raised a son who served eight years in the Air Force and qualified to get a college education. And he is graduating this year magna cum laude and has been offered a scholarship to go to the University of Chicago for a master's Ph.D. program. And in my dream, the helplessness that I felt has turned out to be the empowerment of two more generations in our family. Because just as the baby bird must peck out of its shell, and just as the human baby must push its way out of the womb, the struggle to get there will be the determining factor of the evolution of the soul, where that soul is in its struggle to become free. 
which takes us to the second dream, the masses of humanity that are mulling around in the swamp of ooey-gooey, sticky stuff, trying to get free. I was the observer, if you remember, in the second dream. I just saw this mass of human beings, all sizes, shapes, colors, ages, all muddled together in this big ooey-gooey bog like a swamp. And they were all trying to free themselves from this ooey-gooey, sticky stuff they were entangled in, mulling all around, moving their arms and their legs, trying to get out of the mess, out of the mess. <clears throat> <clears throat> they were all together, but no one seemed to be touching each another person like everybody seemed to have their own space. They were moving in, and each person seemed to be intent on their own thing, just trying to get out of the mess and getting free of that sticky stuff they were stuck in. Well, you know what? Apparently all that sticky, ooey-gooey stuff is the stuff that happens to us. Some of this icky stuff that happens to us happens because we were accessible or we were vulnerable or we were unaware and we were ignorant or in some way helpless. And some of the stuff that happens to us is the result of decisions we've made, decisions to be with someone or or to do something, or not to do something, and sometimes we don't make a decision, and that's a decision, really. Not to make a decision is a decision. And there are consequences to all of this. I mean, we start out not knowing, I think, that there are any consequences, but pretty soon we do learn about this stuff, and we decide not to ever do some things again. But then, Somehow we set up these limits for ourselves that can turn out to create a, just a bare existence, just barely living out our life, trying not to get hurt. So the reason I'm sharing my dreams with you today on the middle of the week pick-me-up energy show is to first of all acknowledge that all of you have had some experiences in your life that have hurt you, that have damaged you, that have made you afraid, that have made you put up walls and try to protect yourself, and that have limited you in being able to express yourself, that have kept you in a level of existence where some of you who are caught in this icky, gooey, sticky substance have almost stopped moving You're just standing there now, unable to get out, helpless. And I want you to know that everything that has ever happened to you has a powerful amount of energy stored up in that experience. The experience itself is energy. It is full of wisdom and power. And if you can clear your mind for a moment, just take this one moment to think about you. Just this one moment right now. This moment is for you. The you that decided to come into this life and have some experiences. 
what would you still like to experience? What would you still like to know about? What are you curious about? What do you wonder about? What do you think would make you happy? I'm just going to play the heartbeat of the earth for you for a moment. And during this moment, just be brave and look at you. And allow yourself to consider every possibility of life that you would like to experience. Mission in C. 
celebration of your victory. Happy 